Hello, hello, and welcome back to the All Good Juju podcast. I am your host, Brittany Basinski. Today, I feel so fired up to talk about one of my passions that I never talk about, and that is the side hustle. As a mom, I love having a side hustle, and there are so many reasons why, and I'm going to get into that. Even if you're not a mom, I strongly encourage a side hustle, especially if you have any goals of financial freedom. Um, Just want to say here that this is not like a multi-level marketing podcast episode. This is not me selling you on a pyramid scheme to get rich quick. I don't believe in any sort of uh, get rich quick um, campaign or promotion of sorts. But I will say, I stumbled across a tweet today, and it was tweeted by this woman, the Millennial Money Woman, and I've been following her on Twitter, and I really love the things that she posts, and this thing was a retweet, and I'll read it to you. It says, making $1,000 a month inside income is equivalent to a $400,000 investment earning a 3% return. So, making 1000 a month might take a few years, while it may take most 15 plus years to save $400,000. If you're not a math wizard like me, uh, the tweet also says, here's the lesson. Creating a side business can lead you to financial freedom much faster than saving. And I love that. I freaking love that. And I kind of vaguely talk about my side hustles on Instagram, but I keep them quite private. And there's really no particular reason, I think, other than I just don't want to confuse the message of like all of the things I'm trying to promote um, in terms of healing and health and wellness and, um, you know, just total healing, right? Emotional health, physical health spiritual health, like I really care deeply about helping people achieve that level of freedom, right? Um, Like that inner peace, I think, means so much to me. But I'm very entrepreneurial. Like I definitely consider myself a mompreneur. I have considered myself a very entrepreneurial person for a really long time. And I found out quickly when I started working my nine to five that I was not a nine-to-fiver, that I was an entrepreneur when I thought that there was something wrong with me. I thought being multi-passionate, having, you know, uh, my hands in many pots and aware of many hats and having a wide skill set, like many different things I could do and do pretty well at, I didn't just want to focus on one thing. I thought that that was pigeonholing myself. I thought, you know, there was more things I liked to do and there was more than one thing that I was good at. So I started my path towards entrepreneurship and I have to say it's been one of the greatest things I've ever done is allowed myself the freedom to have side hustles. So I started my first side hustle when I had a full-time job 
and I started doing freelance creative consulting in marketing, copywriting, um, I want to laugh at this, but food styling. I did like the blogger thing where I took um, fancy food photos and I created captions for certain food companies and I did that pretty low key, um, but also did like the influencer thing a little bit, right? Where like brands would reach out and pay me to post, even though I at the time, I think I had like one or 2,000 followers, and I still don't have very many followers. I realized it's really not about how many followers you have. It's about the type of content and the value that you can bring to a brand. So I saw it as an opportunity and made myself a media kit, and I pitched myself to brands and small businesses. If they didn't want to work with me as an influencer, I pitched myself as a creative consultant where I could come in and write blog posts for them. I could create marketing and advertising copy. There's all these different things that I could do for them. And I was excited about doing, I really followed my passions here. I think that's super important was, you know, when I created All Good Juju in the beginning, I still had like the core of my passions, which was health and wellness. And now All Good Juju had over the last four years has totally transformed into something totally different but with a similar core mission and I think it's really important to to note that the core mission is so important when you're trying to figure out exactly what to do that core mission is so important it is so important to follow what lights you up to trust that spark because Side hustles are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be something you look forward to. It's supposed to be, you know, for me, it's like my my creative outlets are my side hustles, right? And if they can earn you money, it's dope. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? And you're not going to make time for it if it doesn't align with your core mission. So figuring out exactly what that core mission is before you start a side hustle is so important. So like I said, mine is like healing, all things healing. My cookbooks are related to healing. My journal is related to healing. Even the novel I wrote, if you read it, it's still embedded in this core theme, this core mission of healing. And I think it's really important to just kind of if you're new and you're interested in starting a side hustle to find out what that is, to find out that core mission, what is at the heart of what you aspire to do, what you desire to do. And I say, trust that, trust that spark and follow that. Um, Another way to develop a side hustle is figuring out what are you good at and how can you use that to make extra money? Typically, people who have side hustles, um, they end up doing the same thing but for someone else. So for instance, like my story, I started doing the exact same job someone was paying me for already, right? Copywriting, marketing, um, blog writing, newsletter writing. And I took that skill set. I'm like, well, heck, someone's already paying me to do this. Why wouldn't someone else pay me in my own terms, right? So a lot of the times you can utilize your skills 
and those things that you're already doing, maybe at said company or said business, and you start picking up your own clients on the side or you start you know, utilizing that creative outlet and monetizing it. You're spending that money and that time on your, you know, painting or your photography business. What are, you know, taking photography, why not earn a little on that? You like taking pictures at weddings or you've been shooting for people for fun. Like why not turn that into an actual side hustle? Another thing is don't go in it expecting a direct path. Like expect change and be very flexible with your side hustle. When I started All Good Juju, like I said, I started it as a freelance creative consulting business, specifically in the food industry niche, right? That has since evolved and transformed into, you know, a self-publishing house. You know, I have six books of my own and uh, multiple eBooks that I file under my business, All Good Juju, all my earnings, you know. When I have to file for taxes, it goes under my all good juju business, which yes, sometimes I do creative consulting, but I also, all good juju is me. It has transformed into me as the business. I am the brand and business now where if I wouldn't have been flexible, I would have just like scrapped it when I decided to change paths and say, well, I don't want to just do creative consulting or influencer marketing. What I want to do is write books. What I really want to do is all of these different things. So how can I put it under an umbrella to support my spark that has changed? And that's kind of what I have done. I just have been very flexible and I've allowed it to grow with me. Um, And it's been more successful because I've allowed that flexibility. Another thing I say is... Be committed. Like the biggest mistake you can make is giving up on your side hustle way too early. Do not be afraid to play the long game. And I want to get into this here because it's really important to talk about why the long game is important and why I believe side hustles are important. And I want to get into my side hustles. Like I said, I don't really talk about my side hustles, but it's really important for this episode that I share all of the side hustles that I have. So I was talking to a friend last night and she um, lost her job through the pandemic, which has happened to so many of us, right? So many people have been losing jobs. Um, You know, my husband's an airline pilot. He wasn't flying for almost a year. You know, airplanes just weren't in the air. Traveling just was not happening. And one of the eggs in our family, in our finances, and in our, you know, our basket was my husband's job as an airline pilot. And my friend who I was talking with last night, um, you know, she's considered starting her own egg on the side, a side hustle. And I was just so fired up. I'm like, girlfriend, yes, this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, when you place all your eggs in one basket, that comes with so much more risk than having a side hustle. And first, let me talk about my side hustles, and then I'll go. I'll get deeper into the eggs here because this will all make sense once I talk about my many eggs. 
I have, I think I'm losing track now. I have so many books, but I have six hard copy books that people can buy on Amazon or anywhere books are sold online, including my two cookbooks, my daily vibe journal, my novel, a couple poetry books. Either way, I have, I have several books and then I have them in ebook format. If you didn't know, I'm also an affiliate for several brands that I already use and love, and I'm very discreet about how I go about my affiliate marketing, so you probably haven't even noticed, Um, but I do earn commission when people shop my links or use my codes, like my Basinski code for the several brands that I am affiliated with, like Planet Protein, you get 20% off. And with Nuvita CBD and CBG oil, if you use the code Basinski, you get 10% off. And then Ohm Superfood Mushrooms, if you use my code Basinski, you get 20% off. What's really great about affiliate marketing is that it saves, you know, the people in my community money. So it's a win for them. It's a win for the brand. And it's a win for me because I do earn a small commission off of each sale. So that is one of my eggs. So I have my books and each book I consider its very own egg because each book has its own performance, its own audience. And in my basket, I have each book as its own egg. I have the affiliate marketing eggs and each brand I consider its own egg because again, each product performs better. Each brand sells differently. Um, So I have those. I also have an Amazon shop page that is in the link in my bio where people can go and shop my favorite things for my kids, what's in my pantry. Um, I really wanted to have a shop page because um, it's helpful and I want to provide as much value as I can. And a lot of the questions I get are like, oh, what's your favorite kind of gluten-free flour? Or you know, what's the blender you recommend or things like that. It's a great value add for your community, but also it provides value to Amazon and it provides value to me because I get a small commission, which by the way, thank you for anyone who has used my codes or shopped on my Amazon affiliate page. It's such a wonderful way to support me and my work. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, like I said, I also have a freelance creative business where I help clients co- like create custom ebooks, social media content. Sometimes I get paid to write blogs per post. Um, I'm also open to aligned sponsored posts with brands. It has to be aligned and fit with my branding and my personal mission, my spark, right? Because if it doesn't, it's not aligned, it's not going to work. Um, I've been hired for virtual mentorship. Um, sometimes I've done intuitive tarot readings because when that aligns, um, it's definitely been another egg as well. And right now I'm currently developing a product with a business partner, which I'm excited about. Um, I'm also planning on hosting events this spring, workshops, virtual and in person. I'm going to be writing another ebook cookbook. And someday, I really hope to monetize my podcast. But for now, I'm investing my time into it because one, I love it. It's my spark. It's my passion. I'm having so much fun showing up for it and showing up for this little egg, knowing its growth potential and knowing that someday it will turn into income as well. I know that this egg will hatch and I am playing the long game. Something I recommend is listening to your customer 
or your client or your friends or your audience or your community and and give them what they're asking for. So for example, um, another cookbook. I, we loved Hippie Eats One. Could you do another one? Yes. You got it. I'm going to write that for you because I see the demand. And following those little pings, following that demand um, has really served me well. And I, I feel like I have to interrupt here and just and share that, right? Like, it's really important to listen to the feedback you're getting. So, you know, I've had the request, do a writing workshop. I would love to know how to write or self-publish a book. You got it coming right up. Like, that is on my docket. We're going to make that happen. How about a wellness event? I would love to meet you. I'd love to, you know, do like a, a wellness, health, yoga type of vibey event like would you ever think of doing something like that like absolutely you know let's do it um i think it's important that's really important like i said many eggs and don't be afraid to play the long game it's really important and if you're with a spouse i think it's also important that you encourage them to have a side hustle i'm being dead serious because you're a team you're a team and you want as many eggs as you can. You want to diversify your funds. Um, for example, like I said, my husband's an airline pilot. And when planes just were not in the air, that means that one egg would disappear. And then what do you have, right? You have nothing to fall back on. However, luckily my husband and I think very much alike, and he does have a second egg. So he has a small lawn and landscaping company. And when his one egg disappeared, um, you know, flying, he was able to fall back on the other egg and earn some money. Granted, it wasn't the same amount as he was making at his full-time job as an airline pilot, but it was something that he was able to fall back on and supplement. And, you know, and then I would fall back on my eggs or put more energy into one egg so that I could see more growth and make up the difference because I think when you have many eggs big and small it's important because when you give one company one brand one business your egg that means you are giving them your whole value your whole worth all of your time all of your energy you're giving one large egg to one person and you are trusting them to have your back, to provide, to continue to grow your egg for you, to see and respect and know your your growth potential, your value, your worth. You are banking on that one entity for your survival, present and future. And that's a huge risk in my opinion because here's the thing, I've lost two jobs in the past. Yes, I have lost two jobs back-to-back in the past, and it was really hard. It was really hard to come back from that. And it was then that I realized that when another company doesn't see your value or your worth, it doesn't mean mean you don't have value. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. You do have skills. You do have value, and you have to see it in yourself. And it can be really scary to lose a job because then what? You have to start from scratch. You have to start all over. And 
you have to try to fight for another business or brand or entity to see your worth. And it's especially hard to do when said past previous employer or business or brand didn't see your value. So then this other company is like, oh, well, if so-and-so business let you go, that must mean you're invaluable. It's a lot like when you buy a car and as soon as you drive it off the lot, the value goes down. And it's the same when you lose a job and it's unfortunate because that's how businesses see your value. It's like, oh, well, you lost your job. How come? The business went under. Ouch, you know. Well, maybe why didn't they try to save your one job? Or, you know, they hired, they fired your part of the team. Maybe your part wasn't so valuable. Maybe that makes you not valuable. There's so much in HR that is just very antiquated and outdated when it comes to that kind of thing and seeing someone's potential as like a candidate, right? Like a qualified candidate is what they call it. Are you qualified? And I really was rubbed wrongly with that whole system, this whole hierarchy in in business in general, like top-down leadership and, you know, who's more important or more worthwhile. And it was just not a game I wanted to play. I did not want to play that game that game anymore. I wanted to have my own basket. I wanted to have my own eggs. I didn't want someone to provide the basket and the egg because when the company shuts down or a pandemic hits and jobs are being cut and mine's gone, I have to go out and hunt for another egg and another basket. And I have to rely on another brand, business, or entity to provide an egg big enough, a basket big enough. I'm just going to say, girlfriend, weave your own basket, get resourceful, get scrappy, start your basket right now, start hunting for your eggs, because the thing about having the egg in a basket with multiple eggs, it means you're okay if at least one egg fails. If one egg doesn't hatch, you've still got a full basket of eggs. So for me, in my basket, if one of my books doesn't do very well, which, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> several of them have not performed very well, right? But several of them have. And it's okay if one of them doesn't do so hot because I don't have that pressure anymore of, oh my gosh, I need this egg to, to be my one and only egg. I need this egg to really work because that pressure, even in the spiritual realm of law of attraction, putting that pressure on something is scarcity and lack and is negative energy that is propelling you against the very thing that you want, the very thing that you desire. When you put all of your energy into that one egg and you're like, this has to work because if it doesn't, I'll lose my house. I'll lose everything. That is such a huge risk. I don't think people realize not having a side hustle is a huge risk. It's a huge risk. And your side hustle doesn't have to be another nine to five. It can be something that you do very minimally, like five hours a week or five hours a month. It really is the best thing you can do. Start weaving that basket. Start getting more eggs. Because if you are like me, You never want to let another company or business have your whole egg, your whole value, your whole worth. Because it's a very vulnerable thing, especially when it gets cracked or it's gone. 
and you have to go out hunting again. And all that takes so much time, and time is money, as we all know. Time is the most valuable form of currency. I value my time freedom more than my financial freedom, and the the two go go in hand in hand, so I'm grateful that I see the connection between financial freedom and time freedom because time is my preferred currency. I would rather my time be my time than work somewhere and make six figures, but be on someone's time clock every day from sunup to sundown and my weekends be infringed upon and my holidays, I'm on work calls. Like That is not freedom to me. That is not freedom. And I think my another one of my core missions is freedom. Like I want to feel free. I really want to feel free in my life. I desire financial freedom and time freedom. And one of the best ways to get there is to have your side hustles, to have your eggs. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like if you are married or you have a partner, it is important that your partner have many eggs. Like I said, my husband has another egg. Eventually, we want to get into um, rentals, owning and renting out luxury beach houses or ski, uh, ski resorts like Airbnbs. This is something he's really passionate about skiing, and I really love my beach town. I want to invest in some beach homes in my hometown because it's like the greatest place on earth and if I'm going to invest my heart in something it's going to be my hometown and you know um making that place even better and we are not we are not afraid to play the long game we know that like you know having more eggs is important we are in unison there we understand um that you have to have that in order to grow wealth, in order to, you know, have financial freedom and provide the lifestyle for ourselves and our kids. Um, and even like to say like the lifestyle, it doesn't necessarily mean like it has to be like hardcore luxury because I'm driven by time. I'm driven by time freedom. So with that, I want to say too that we are also incredibly frugal as a couple. And we are frugal in areas that a lot of people would be extremely comfortable being this uncomfortable in. Like, for example, my husband and I, we drive hoopties, y'all. We drive hoopties. We have zero car payment. We do not have nice vehicles. There's a little rust. Um, They are old. Um, But we don't have a car payment. And that's huge. Because if you have two car payments, imagine how much money that is, right? That is a part of our financial freedom is not locking ourselves down with unnecessary debt, seeing the big picture, playing the long game, knowing eventually we'll have that nice car or those nice cars, a family SUV, like we'll get there. Um, But we don't buy fancy clothes. Our kids wear hand-me-downs. Sometimes we'll buy a few quality pieces that we'll invest in because you know it'll be worth it because it'll last longer, right? Like if you keep buying the same cheap shoes and they keep breaking and you buy four pairs, it's like you are better off just buying the one nice pair knowing it's going to last you four year, five years rather than buying four pair a year. Do you know what I mean? So like knowing where to spend your money is important and where to be frugal 
and to be willing to be uncomfortable, right? Like we are both willing to be uncomfortable in our car situation so that we can grow in our business and build up our eggs, right? Um, Because we're playing the long game. We don't go on fancy vacations and we don't just spend money frivolously. We do invest in our health. So yes, you will see on Instagram, we do shop at Whole Foods. We do drop mad cash on supplements and vitamins and nutrition because for us, our core motivation, our core mission is health. So that is important. I would honestly sell my house in a heartbeat if it meant that I, that was the only way I could afford health and healing. It's everything to me. Um, so we make it work. We make things work so that we can continue to grow our eggs. Also, as an entrepreneur, I've grown to be incredibly scrappy. I've traded work to get things done for free or for cheaper. So for instance, I've traded doing copywriting work for someone who needed um, help with their business in exchange for this person was extremely talented in web development and could help me with my website in areas that I was stumped on. Um, We were able to do that trade for zero dollars, right? It was time, but it was time doing something that I like. I like copywriting and I like helping people grow in their business. So it was aligned and it worked. And this is actually very common, actually. The creative community is extremely collaborative. People want you to succeed, especially people in your community doing the same things. They want you to grow. They want your success story as much as they want their own. Another thing too is I recommend going on Facebook groups. Start searching for, you know, a podcaster group. Start searching for a photography group or, you know, um, a vegan bakery group or whatever. People, you know, baking. I'm not sure exactly. Like whatever your passion is, like go out and find groups, find your community because they're going to give you unlimited free resources to grow. And if not free, cheap, cost-effective. You got to get scrappy. You got to start looking around and figuring out, okay, who in my network can help me? Who can help me get from point A to point B to point C to point D? And here's also the thing. A lot of the times when you start a side hustle, you expect to get from A to Z extremely fast. That's not how it works. Like I said, it's taken me four years to build up my business enough to be running while I'm watching my kids, like earning money on my royalties of my books, getting steady paychecks from affiliate marketing and all of these things that I do, right, for my clients, picking up a job here and there that's maybe 10 hours a month and earning enough money that I was making in my last job, right? I was giving them my nine to five hours while working for them. And I was theirs, a 100% theirs, clocked in, I'm yours from nine to five. And then I have a few hours to myself and my kids to make dinner and do that routine. And then that's it, right? So now I've built my business enough in the four years that I am collecting money every month. And I probably put in minimal effort now. Like there's a lot of upfront effort in the self-publishing world and in like the the book world, right? In the writers of the world worlds. There's a lot of upfront work, but once that book is live, it's there forever. It's there forever. One large push of time, and this could be said for any business, right? Like one large push for your business, like buying the things that you need, going out and shooting, you know, wedding photography, 
in, you know, hauling ass for like an eight to 12 hour wedding day, just to start your portfolio or whatever it is, or, you know, baking cakes or selling jewelry on Etsy, but you know, one large push into making that jewelry, making 12 to 20 pieces to actually sell. And then once they start selling, you could be earning money while you're playing Legos with your kids on the floor. So it's really cool to see that. Like I literally get paid every single month to hang out with my kids based on these eggs that I have created in you know, that I have in my basket. And like I said, each egg performs better than the other and every month is different. You can't expect um, 100% stability in the side hustle game unless you are doing contractual work and you have like a signed and written contract to produce said content or service. You know, um, sometimes I get get into contract work and it's nice, you know, uh, especially if you like want to quit your full-time job, I recommend starting first um, with having some sort of contractual work because it's really scary. And I really hate when entrepreneurs say, quit your nine to five, just take the leap, go on and go. For a lot of us, we struggle with stability trauma. We struggle with maybe have, you know, losing things in our past, having, you know, some money wounds. Maybe our parents had a rough patch. You know, my parents run food stamps for a while. So like coming from that... Um, I didn't ever want that for myself. I wanted better. So how could I do better and and be stable? So I didn't quit my nine to five until I built enough clientele on my own on the side. So first I was working my nine to five that wasn't working for me as a new parent and a pilot wife. So I said, can I go part-time? And I went part-time and that was great. But while I worked part-time, you bet your butt that I built my freelance business. I built my website. I invested in my website. I bought every single type of promotional material you could think of. I invested in business cards, mugs, sweaters, you name it. I was going to farmer's markets every weekend and putting myself out there in front of these new local brands, trying to see if I can help out in any way. Like I wasn't afraid to be scrappy and and put myself out there. And I started getting clients that way and building relationships. And once I had enough money coming in consistently, so I had, I think like three or four clients and I was making the same amount that I was making at my part-time job, I was like, okay, I think I can actually quit my part-time job and do this full-time and now I know exactly how many clients I need. I know exactly how much to make. And, and I was actually making more in less time than I was when I was locked down to my employer. So I don't recommend, like if you hate your job, I don't recommend just up and taking the leap and then worrying how the heck am I going to pay for my mortgage? How am I going to survive? Who's going to put food on my, on my plate? I don't recommend that at all. I recommend starting a freaking side hustle. If you hate your job and you're listening right now and you don't want to live that life and you're feeling somewhat entrepreneurial or you think something's wrong with you because you've never been happy working for anyone else or working at a business or doing the nine to five thing, this episode is for you. This is not coincidence. This is for you right now. Start weaving your basket, sister. Start putting your eggs in your basket. Go hunting. Be hungry. Go get them eggs, okay? Start there. Do not 
and this is my opinion, do not just quit your job and expect like, yeah, the universe will just, you know, once you take the, the leap, the universe will catch you. 100%, yes. But that comes with context. That is not to say go out and quit your job and then go out and find a new one, like, after you've quit. Like, I do not recommend that. I recommend making aligned choices along the way. That is taking leaps. These little tiny leaps are end up being quantum leaps, right? These small little steps that you take right? Like, okay, I guess I'll get an LLC. And then I guess I'll, I'll just have one client on the side. You know, I'll do, I'll pick up a copywriting gig like a couple times a month. And hey, that's like, you know, three or 400 extra bucks. And I'll just save that for something fun. Because I'll tell you, once you start seeing the payoff, once you start having fun with that side hustle money, you, it like, it's addicting. You want to keep doing it. And especially when you love it, right? Um, so I think it's really important. And especially as a mom, like this is for all the moms out there. I am incredibly passionate about the mama side hustle because we as mothers struggle with so much mom guilt. And I do, I'm, I'm speaking for me. I struggle with mom guilt. And it was to the point where like, anytime I got my hair done, I felt so guilty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking money from you know, our family nest egg to go and spend $200 on my hair. Like what? You know, so I let my self-care go until I started seeing my side hustles paid off. I'm like, oh dude, my royalty check's going to pay for my hair. I don't have to even like worry or feel guilt anymore because I have built a side hustle that nourishes me that takes care of me and my needs like I'm getting my eyebrows microbladed and I think it's like ridiculously expensive I think it's like six to seven hundred bucks if I'm being totally real which still makes me sick but you guys know I need my eyebrows done okay like I need these these are essential so I'm getting them done at first I cringed a little because I'm frugal right like I'm very frugal however I do know like my business is me, I'm my brand, like to a certain degree, like this is an investment. And, um, you know, especially if I want to speak on stages and do these things, like the universe also sees you investing in yourself as a big energetic leap. And that is a leap too, that yes, you know, you don't have to see the next step in order to take one. Like, yes, the universe will provide that next step and that next leap. Like you do have to trust that. Um, But the universe sees these investments of time and energy and money invested on the things that are aligned with your core mission and will reward you. Um, So it felt really damn good to invest in myself, get my eyebrows booked, put that $100 deposit down and make that leap and trust like, okay, this is going to be really good for me. And I didn't feel guilty taking away from my kids because this was my bonus money. Right? These are my royalty checks just from a couple, one of my, my book eggs. And I've got other book eggs too. Like if I want to save for something else, I can go get a, a freelance creative client and create an ebook for them. Or, you know, reach out to one of my favorite brands and see if they're up for a sponsored post. Whatever, you know, that's the beauty of having multiple eggs. And I just think for a mother, it's one such a beautiful creative outlet and a source of empowerment. Like you will feel so freaking badass when 
you are doing something, creating something. One, you're using creative energy. And two, you're empowering yourself. And if you monetize on that, sister, oof, you are going to feel like a force that just cannot be reckoned with. I just rec- I recommend anyone who is a stay-at-home mom to listen to this podcast and go start following that little thing that lights you up. Start weaving your basket. Start putting those eggs in your basket. Have multiple eggs. There's a lot of different things that you can do. You know, I gave you several examples of my very own eggs and eggs that I'm planning on having for passive income, like affiliate marketing. I get paid when someone clicks on my posts and I'm just like whipping up lunch for my kids and I'm getting money in my bank account. Like that is dope. Passive income is freaking dope. I don't care what anybody says. It's like the next wave and finding ways to align with your core mission and earn passive income is freaking key. Um, and just make sure that it's, it's something that does align. If it's a get rich quick scheme, pyramid scheme or something that is just selling you lies and saying like, Oh, you'll get a pink Cadillac. If you sell this amount of Mary Kay products per month, like that's shit. You don't want that. You do not want that. You want to stay committed, play the freaking long game. Take some time to weave a basket. No one, no one weaves a basket and fills it with eggs overnight unless you're the freaking Easter bunny. Okay. Like, trust me. So some other examples of, um, your eggs, right? Your side businesses. It could be like, so follow your core mission, follow what lights you up. What are you good at? How can you use that to make extra money? Start, make time for it, schedule it. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just make sure that you're having fun because you want to stay consistent. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Your side hustle is not supposed to give you grief. It's supposed to be your outlet that really nourishes your soul and your bank account. So maybe you're into photography. I've used that a lot because I know my friend Katie is starting her photography business and she's a full-time engineer and she loves to have that creative outlet and she's building such a beautiful business. I love to watch that. I freaking love the side hustle and she's killing it. I've seen mamas that live in my neighborhood were stay-at-home moms and they started baking cakes and desserts and one of them just you know, moved up in Northern Michigan and opened her own bakery this year, but she played the long game. She started baking cakes on the side and cookies and doing decorative desserts from her home kitchen. And now she has her very own bakery. Um, you can do freelance creative. Are you a good writer? Are you a good marketer? Um, you know, are you a good graphic designer? Whatever it is, you can freelance create that. There are sites like Fiverr or Upwork or uh, local places that will hire contract employees, you know, Google it. There's something out there for you. There's even contractual work, which like I said, I recommend before you quit your job, find something stable and, you know, get a contract for a year doing, you know, 10 hours a week or whatever, 30 hours or 20 hours a week doing, you know, freelance marketing and then fill the other gap with building your own eggs. Um, Virtual assisting, You know, there's a lot of VAs out there who maybe don't have the creative right side brain, but they're very tactical. They're very good at, say, 
doing taxes or numbers, crunching numbers or keeping people organized. That's a really great one. Um, Speaking of organization, I keep seeing a lot of people do stuff like the home edit where they go in and they organize people's houses. Like who is to say you can't start your own organizing business and going into someone's pantry and cleaning it up doesn't you don't need to be super fancy. Just start. Just start. Ask a friend like, hey, if you threw me a couple bones, would you mind if I went in and organized your pantry? You know, you toss me fifty dollars and I'll do the I'll do your food pantry or toss me a hundred bucks and I'll organize your kids' toys. Like there are ways to go about it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a dope website. You don't have to have um a ton of money invested to just get started. Just get started. You know, sell an Etsy. You like making jewelry, sell your jewelry. You like making uh, sculptures or uh, clay pots and uh, ceramics, sell them on Etsy, sell them on Instagram, sell them to your, your local, you know, stores, get scrappy. Um, but if you're already making pottery, why not monetize on it? Um, buying and selling thrifted items. My friend Emily um, started buying thrifted clothes and selling them online. And she is starting a wonderful business. And I think that's great. You know, if you don't have anything like that, you can offer a service like life coaching or nutrition coaching or personal training or or virtual training. Um, I know some friends who flip houses who, you know, are buying smaller, cheaper homes and flipping them and, and selling them and making money that way. Um, affiliate marketing, like I said, monetize your blog, sponsors, um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things you could do. You could do shipped, you can do a grocery shopper thing. Like if the heart of your mission is like serving and helping others, or you just simply like need an an extra egg to build before you even figure out what your egg is, don't be afraid to go out there and, and be a ship shopper, you know, like whatever. But if, if your core mission is just extra money, and you feel okay like doing that in whatever way and it wouldn't kill you to go out and be someone's personal grocery shopper like there's a lot of elderly right now or people immunocompromised who need someone heck why not i say do whatever that feels aligned if it feels icky if your stomach kind of twists into knots don't go for it it's not going to work that's your intuition telling you hey sister this ain't it um but the sky is the limit. Do not be afraid to go there. Do not be afraid to go to the sky. Don't be afraid to play a long game. Don't be afraid to go to the sky. I'm going to wrap this up because it's a long one, but I want to wrap it up letting you know that according to Forbes, you know Forbes, right? Look, mama, I made it to Forbes. You know Forbes. According to Forbes, there is zero downside no downside to having a side hustle. There are only benefits toward building more than one source of income. If I have not convinced you to go out there, start weaving your basket, start going Easter egg hunting, get your Easter money costume on and start going out there and getting your side business running, get your multiple eggs, get those multiple streams of um, passive income, active income, whatever you have to do. Go out there because you will not regret it. Everyone, and I mean everyone, needs to have a side hustle, needs to have more than one egg. And I can guarantee you, the idol that you look up to the most probably has more than one egg. I can almost bet that if there is some sort of author or entrepreneur or celebrity, can 100% guarantee 
that they have a side hustle or multiple eggs. I mean, I can literally think of the Kardashians, like, which, you know, I'm not like the biggest fan of, but like Kylie has her cosmetic line and she has, I'm sure, all kinds of different eggs in her basket. Because if one egg fails, that's a big loss, right? But if you have multiple eggs, it's not that big of a deal if one fails. And heck, you know what? Failure is a part of the long game. Things are going to fail. Not every book I write is going to do well. Not every single business or enterprise or product that I want to develop does well. As a matter of fact, I did try to create a product brand three years ago, and it didn't work out. And that's okay. I learned. I had to close down that LLC and play the long game. Think of something else, right? That happens. I'm not afraid to tell you that I have failed very, very many times along this way. But I'm not afraid to play the long game. I know I'm repeating myself because it's really important. I know that these things will pay off. I know that the more eggs that I have, the more likely I am to succeed. Also, I didn't really talk about investing, and I kind of want to touch on that before I head out of here. Um, Investing is important, and that's something that we have kind of done a little bit here and there. You don't have to be like a big shot investor Right, but it is cool to buy some stocks or buy shares in a brand or company that you really like. I know, for instance, for us, we bought shares in Laird Superfood because we freaking use it every single day and we love it. And as soon as they went public, we're like, yeah, we'll we'll buy a little share. I think of twenty bucks or something. Like, don't be afraid to throw some money in some pots. You know, um, get get an IRA or you know whatever. Talk to a financial planner. Like, I'm really not the greatest at this, but talk to someone who can help you, you know, plug in money at a stock or a share or or buying shares in something or, you know, investing in some sort of growth, um, you know, uh, financial piece, right? Like putting away $10 a month towards something that might potentially grow. I don't know, sister, you have to do you, but that also counts as an egg, right? Like investing in a brand or business or buying shares or stock, that counts as an egg, totally counts as an egg. And the average millionaire, the average millionaire has more than six streams of revenue. And I've been counting those eggs. So six eggs, the average millionaire has six eggs in their basket. Okay. If you, like I said, if you have dreams of financial freedom, play the long game, and have multiple eggs. Start weaving your basket, all right? All right, I believe in you, you got this. Thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you being here in this space with me. If you are into this episode or you really dig the podcast, I would be so grateful for your five-star review on here, as well as sharing this episode or podcast with your crew. If it resonates at all, that would mean the world to me. Also, here is an invitation to hang out with me on Instagram at Brittany Vicinski. You can chat with me here anytime. I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Until next time. <laughs>